0: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's going on, crew? Today is Wednesday. That he says, every day, so today is our day, our meaning me, Tony Wiggins, him, James Rapine, my partner in crime what's going on baby what's up t wig uh, not much man hey look final
0: week of preseason and then guess what we're talking about we're real talking about football football that matters
1: baby Toe to leather i cannot wait these preseason games are actually getting on my nerves i'll tell you what let's jump right into it uh you know but first we have to let everyone know what's coming and the nfl season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network, August 30th through September 8th. Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team, every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in beginning August 30th. Justin Fields is going to start the final preseason game up in chi jamie Jamie, um, they're going to sit andy dalton any problem with it or do you think this is what they should be doing anyway
0: this is what they should be doing i know what andy dalton is i don't know exactly what justin fields is yet and while matt Nagy might not admit it i still think there is a scenario where justin fields is the starter when the bears open up week one against the rams and so that's the thing that's the thing i'm keeping an eye on me personally I would probably, and hell, I covered Andy Dalton. I'd probably send Andy Dalton to the Wolves on that first game and then bring Justin Fields in week two after we lose week one. That being said, if you're Matt Nagy, you got to evaluate Fields and you want to get him snapped. So I I totally understand where he's coming from there. Let me ask you this. Do you buy that Andy Dalton is going to be the week one starter?
1: Yes, I do. I buy that because – Matt Nagy, in my opinion, and I know he's probably always going to try to do the right thing by the players and by the team and by the organization. But there's one way to make sure that you can keep your job an extra year. Say you had a rookie quarterback, he wasn't wasn't quite ready, but let Andy Dalton go out and be Andy Dalton. And then at some point, trot this young kid out there as the savior and then the young kid plays well even though you still lose games because you know it's like a boxer who knows how to punch but doesn't know how to win rounds and eventually as he starts to progress and gets better towards the end of the year you can go in and say you know what we had to bring him in he wasn't quite ready but guess what he's ready now we've done a good job with him he's playing well at the end of the year let us keep rolling with it." i think that's the easiest way for you to keep your job if you're Matt Nagy and to try to see this thing through for sure you know
0: and if you're naggy you saw it in Kansas city. And it's funny. I heard, I think it was Mike Greenberg earlier this week, uh, completely crushed the idea that this is an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation. And basically his point was Andy Dalton isn't nearly as good as Alex Smith was. And I understand where he's coming from, but Alex Smith had a lot more around him. And I think Andy Dalton, even at this stage of his career can still be competent, can still hit Allen Robinson open and thrive with Darnell Mooney and guys like that around him along with a solid defense. So if you're Nagy and you're four and four, right. And you feel confident in Dalton, why not go with him early at the same time? Fields is flashy fields is fun. He's got the, you know, all of the, the things you look for. And I think he's going to be great. At the same time, I'm not sure if Andy Dalton is, uh, you know, is going to be able to hold him off for eight games or so.
1: No, you're right. Um, Not only is Andy Dalton not quite as good as Alex Smith, but the part of that whole scenario that was left out was Matt Nagy isn't as good as Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs were a better team than the Chicago Bears. So, you know, the bottom line is, They're not quite apples to apples situations, but if I'm naggy, I use that and I point to that as uh, my template and I say, look, this is what we're trying to do. So even if you don't win those games and I know, you know, fans are going to fan, but there's one consolation, if you will, for not winning And, and it might not be reality, but it's perception and it's how you lose. And if you lose with a bunch of excitement, if you lose with what looks about promise, what looks like promise with Darnell Moody and the running back that, that they have that's really, really good, uh, the, the Montgomery kid, and, and, of course, Allen Robinson and Justin Fields is running around. And at the end of the year, they're playing these teams that may be playoff teams, and they're really slugging it out with them and they're competing. And that defense is what we think it can be. Then this thing starts to look a little bit different. They start to maybe look. Sort of the way the Carolina Panthers did under Cam Newton early when they had the great defense and they had a few weapons here with uh uh Steve Smith uh, along with the, the running back with the, with the pink uh Williams and when they had those guys <laughs> yeah, when, when, when Williams. They, that's right when they when they had that and then you had Olsen and and it was just like well wait a minute these guys they they might be on to something here I think that's what you know Matt Nagy can hold on to and say look this is where we want to be by the middle of the year we want to start competing towards the end of the year, we want people to think that Justin Fields and his crew is going to be a problem. Then I can convince people that I need to stick in here and see this thing through. For sure.
0: And the other part of this again is Nagy. He can't in in your mind, I guess you're, you're thinking, you know, short term, how does he extend his, his time in Chicago, which I totally understand at the same time, it's his job to put Justin Fields in a position to succeed. And if there are certain things he sees in practice, even though there's all those flashes where it's like, eh, let's use Andy. I mean, they signed Andy for a reason, and that doesn't mean that you know he's going to be great but or, or even give you the ceiling that Justin Fields has. But giving Fields a solid foundation is important. Look, I watched Joe Burrow have to carry a team last year. We're going to watch Trevor Lawrence try to do that this year in Jacksonville, and we'll get to them in a bit. Obviously, you're going to have a firsthand look at that. That's tough to do. So giving Fields a couple games, a couple weeks, a month, two months, it's not the end of the world. And if anything, it could be beneficial, especially because the Bears, they might not be that good. They could be, and you're right. There could be a lot of promise, and it could work. At the same time, they may struggle early, and it might be good for Andy Dalton to take some of those lumps instead of making Justin Fields do it.
1: What you see, though, with these coaches that are making these decisions on these quarterbacks, the younger quarterbacks that are – they have more big play capability and they're more exciting NFL coaches would rather suffer through a lack of playmaking than suffer through a team making mistakes that's why you got Jameis Winston with 35 touchdowns and 30 interceptions the 30 interceptions you know when you think okay a guy throws the 35 touchdowns and can't find a job in the NFL as a starter right no that's not it it's that a guy threw 30 picks and he can't find a, a, a job so coaches would give away some of that playmaking ability and take a little less of that because they think they can win with just a little less of that as long as you don't kill them with turnovers because that's what they know they can't tolerate and they can't win. So that's why you see these coaches going more towards the lesser talented older player who's safe as opposed to the older the younger player who will give you a whole bunch but he'll also lose you a whole bunch too.
0: For sure. I mean, and that's the thing is knowing what you're going to get consistency. You hear it from coaches all the time. That's the key word. And so Fields, his ceiling's up here if you're watching on YouTube and you should subscribe, by the way, to Locked On NFL on YouTube. But if his floor is here and Andy Dalton's always here, well, then you might go with that. Now, there are people out there saying, no, the way, no way, James. Andy Dalton's floor is just like Fields. It's low. And so I understand that point. But the, the Bears play, clearly don't feel that way. So that's what you have to take into account. And, uh, you know, there's from one quarterback to another, I have to ask you, we have to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have to talk about Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, and we will do that next right here on Locked On NFL. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football teams Back on the gridiron to start the football season, and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. So be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, is where where you can get up to twenty five dollars for free when you bet on the Bucks and Cowboys, the first game of the 2021 NFL season. If you lose, your wager will be refunded with promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports.
1: No doubt. And we're back here on uh, a Wednesday here on Locked On NFL with James Rapine and me, Tony Wiggins. You did a segue where you talked about – it was a great segue, to talking about quarterbacks, talking about Urban Meyer. So – I might as well get to it, but I want to preface it or do it with a little bit of a different take. Trevor's going to be fine. You, if you watched the game uh, two nights ago, you noticed that he, you know, he he made some plays. Statistically, wasn't very bad. Fourteen out of twenty-three for about a buck ten. Didn't turn the ball over. But some people are now questioning whether or not they see generational talent. I think if you saw generational talent before you still should see generational talent but the offense isn't allowing him to look that way i really think that they're doing him a disservice and 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 the reason why is because two things one these are missteps by urban meyer you don't have a quarterback competition urban says he wants to take subjectivity out of the personnel process no you took subjectivity out of the personnel process or the roster when you chose him number one and said that he was the reason why you took the job so there is no subjectivity he is the quarterback two by splitting reps with this quote-unquote so-called competition the team doesn't have an identity the team is searching for identity because daryl bevel and urban Meyer are trying to figure out how they can get on the same page this may have been a misstep where Urban Meyer, who admitted to Peter King or Albert Breer that the college game and the NFL game have never been closer in similarities, came to the NFL and basically went and got a dinosaur NFL offensive coordinator. And you you see a lot of people calling the offense archaic. Urban, There's no reason that uh, Trevor Lawrence shouldn't have been able to do some of the same things that Justin Herbert did last year and looked the part and looked like he was ready to go. Now, Jacksonville doesn't have Keenan Allen but that's just one guy there's no reason this offense needs to look this way and I think Urban made some missteps in building the staff James it's fair it's fair to question it's fair
0: to wonder and look I thought Urban was going to have success and I still think he can but you're right you can't have a, a 2009 NFL offense where you're Tim Tebow in the sugar bowl against my Cincinnati Bearcats. You need to be up to date, right? You need to be uh 2021, 2022, really 2024, 2025. And that's the thing. And, and I saw it. I keep referring to Burrow, but last year, one thing, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, the Bengals coaches did. They just basically gave Burrow what he did in LSU. And that was a lot of what they did. They did a lot of open stuff, five, uh, five split out there, um, some 11 personnel, and sometimes not even that, and that was it. I mean, was Burrow was in the shotgun, comfortable, because that's what he did in college. That's what you can do with Lawrence early on, and that's got to be. Urban reached out apparently to Joe Burrow about that. That's got to be something Burrow said is, hey, this coaching staff gave me stuff that I was familiar with, and it made the transition easier. Hopefully, we see them do the same thing with Trevor Lawrence, but obviously, obviously, some people, that cover the team and have watched the the Jaguars have have questioned it.
1: Yeah, they have. And they did it last year to, to other people, Joe Brady. I'll mention him in just a few minutes, but they it's still it, while it's transparency and it's cool that urban comes out and and says, it's not Lawrence, it's the coaches and we're not doing it the way we wanted to It's not looking like how we wanted to look. It still comes back on him. Because the offensive line has looked terrible in two straight weeks against mostly backups and he he retained george warhop that was the one coach from the previous administration the offensive line coach he kept him and i think you guys in cincinnati get a lot of flack for what you didn't do on the offensive line but as you pointed out they've added four or five bodies over the course of the last couple of years in jacksonville they've added two 12 picks in a draft that was top heavy with tackles. You took CJ Henderson, who's not even starting right now. And I know the people are going, well, it wasn't Urban, it was Dave Caldwell. Well, Trent Baalke was here, and he he's still here, and he's the GM, and he liked the he liked him too. Mikai Beckton was two picks later, and Tristan Wirce was one pick after that. And you don't you use one pick last year and one pick this year when a year where Matt Nagy at the senior bowl says that there were double-digit guys at the Senior Bowl who, were, who would play for 10 years in the NFL and start. So you guys draft two guys in 20 years. I mean, in two years, in offensive line-heavy draft years. Now watch this. You want to know how many draft picks they used on defensive backs? Six. And you want to know how many guys they signed in free agency? Three this year and one last year. So that's 10 priority resources on DBs and only two priority resources on offensive line in two years. And now you wonder why that kid looks like he's running for his life. It's almost as bad as that video you sent me last year. And I said that 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 bird was running. It was like a a deer running from a pack of hyenas. And I, I still laugh at that video, but. Trevor is going through the same thing in these games and he, and he's a downfield thrower and he just doesn't have time right now. And I think urban made some massive missteps in what type of system he's going to run and how much he invested in the offensive line or how much he didn't invest in the offensive line. And it might set this franchise back a whole year. Yeah. That's the thing is that's
0: what I saw, right? I I saw that you, You literally set yourself back a year. The Bengals might do it a second year, depending on how the offensive line comes together. Although they haven't allowed a sack in two preseason games. We'll see if that's full as gold or not. Uh, But yeah, to me, and let me ask you this, is this just an overcorrection? You trade Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the league. And so you draft six corners, six defensive backs essentially, or add them to to try to make up for that loss.
1: Well, it's a combination of overcorrection. They, they, they did try to, replace the athleticism at that position with cj and cj is 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 phenomenally athletic you just have to try to motivate him and get him on the same page with everyone else but i think it was more or less too with joe cullen coming here wanting to do what they did in baltimore to get a lot of athletic profile guys on the back end baltimore plays six db sometimes but the the bottom line is is they're going to try to do it by committee as opposed to having that alpha corner because once Jalen left, everybody said, This is all you heard around here. Well, you don't need your best player to be a corner anyway. You can just fill the position up with a bunch of people. Well, it's easy to say that. So, my, my question is if that's the case, then why did you pick him at number five just three years before that then? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And absolutely. Uh, it, the, if you want to play the way they want to play, you're going to be a man to man. Jameis caught him last year in zero, co- last uh, two days ago in zero coverage and threw a bomb to Marquez, whatever, Callaway, and touchdown they were toast. So, you know, everybody thinks that they can do without an alpha quarter, alpha cornerback until you don't have one. And
0: for we'll sure. See. No, I, yeah, no, I know. I get that. And that's the thing is, is not only now are they searching for that, but the offensive line part of it and they finally have this quarterback that they feel like they can build around. And unfortunately it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to keep them upright. Walker Little's a guy you said stood out. Has he not been faring? as well over the past couple of weeks?
1: You can tell he's missed some time. He he hasn't played competitive football in two years. Last week he played with very low hands and Urban said that that was something they had not seen in practice. So it may have just been the excitement of the game. Two, Two days ago against the Saints, he struggled with holding his base. He was getting pushed around by Davenport and those guys. I mean, really, really getting pushed back and he's a 330 pound kid. But I think these guys that haven't played in two years, because of opt-outs, in a, it was double. It was two-fold with Walker. Last year, it was opting out. The year before, it was because of a knee injury. We're now seeing that these dudes, and we'll talk about this in segment three. We're seeing the guys that sat out for whatever reason. They tend to be struggling right now because they've been away from football, and we, you know, that we talked about that with Tebow being away for eight years. Well, these young guys that have been away from football for two years now, they're trying to make the adjustment to the next level. And, you know, we're going to talk about it. It's been a little bit of struggle for some people.
0: Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. We talk about it all the time here on Locked On NFL. I love Built Bars. I have one each and every day. All of their flavors, their nine delicious flavors covered in 100% chocolate. Plus, it's the macros. It's not just the great taste. High in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs perfect for you so check them out right now at builtbar.com and when you're there make sure you use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your first order again use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com
1: now we will get to in the third and final segment we'll get to guys that seem to be struggling to adjust to the nfl james all rookies struggle all rookies have to make the adjustment but rookies that haven't played that took time off from the game because of opt out last year because of COVID or that are even doubling down on that and an injury before that, as we talked about Walker little, there's some high value players right now that seem to be struggling. One of them was in Cincinnati and one of them was apparently supposed to be in Cincinnati, but the Bengals didn't get the memo. So give, give me your update. Give me your update on those guys.
0: Yeah. Well, let's start with Jamar Chase. you know, I had three drops against Washington comes back two days later, has a couple drops during the team period of practice, and it just felt like all hell broke loose for a couple days on social media. People are like, oh, my gosh, that's why Devonte Smith is better and Jalen Waddle, or that's why you draft Penny Sewell, which is a, a ridiculous argument, by the way. Oh, receiver drops it. That's why you should have drafted the offensive lineman. That doesn't right. really make sense. It's a dumb argument. But uh, I will say – that on Monday, and that was the last time the Bengals practiced, they practiced again Wednesday, but as we are recording this, their last practice, Jamar didn't have any drops. He was getting extra work in. And I I think that's the key for these guys that opted out is, you know, because Penny's given up a couple sacks. On the flip side, Joe Tryon, who opted out, looks great for Tampa Bay. But the guys that are struggling, are you getting the extra work in? And and that's the question. And so for Jamar Chase, I can tell you right now, he stays – Late after practice, shows up early for practice. During special teams periods, he catches extra balls from all three quarterbacks. So he's trying everything he can just to get get back. And I just think it's the the concentration at the catch point is how Tyler Boyd described it on Monday. And I think that's the key because he's getting open. He's great. He got the playbook. He looks good. He looks smooth. He's running well, but there's just a little bit that he's got to work on. And I think the same thing for Sewell. Like I, I'm not one of those that thinks oh. I thought they should draft Jamar so they shouldn't, you know, Sewell's going to be a bad player. No, I think both guys could be really, really, really good. It's just they haven't played in a while. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time, and that's okay.
1: With Jamar, because I'm a huge fan, and you never like to hear people crushing somebody that you had a man crush on, you know, as far as a football player. The thing about him that that bewilders me is the questions that folks had about him were separation – and then route running because they said he was such a better athlete than everybody else he was just playing bully ball that comes from guys that i know who played the game i don't agree with it i thought he was a smooth route runner i thought he did get separation because i saw it but the the beauty of his game was always the catch point going up and snatching the ball from people in traffic with those strong hands and finding the ball and playing the ball and kind of gliding through the air with body control in traffic i'm bewildered as to what's going on with him is it is it the time away uh, as we've been saying has he addressed it It, sometimes they want to fix your eyes and give you laser surgery or whatever if, if if you're not seeing well or is it the the old um the old adage that he's just trying to do too much he's pressing and he's trying to run before he actually secures the ball
0: I think that's part of it for sure. And um, Bengals wide receivers coach Troy Walters talked about this a little bit. That yeah, he wants to make plays, and so he's already thinking, he's already looking ahead, he's already trying to move. And and then the other part of it, uh, I, I think you're right. It's the not that he needs like new, you know, eyeballs or laser surgery, like you said. But when you're looking ahead or you're thinking a little bit more than you do, and I don't mean crazy if you're watching on YouTube, I just mean when you're thinking a little bit more and your mind's racing a bit, it's easier to lose focus and, and to to press. And that's what happened against Washington. I mean, he dropped that first ball and then the second one came on him. I think it was on him way before he expected it. And, and then by the third one, he just didn't have a shot in hell at the it. It was just, it snowballed on him. And so mm-hmm. you gotta break out of that funk and I mean, he's doing all these different things from working with tennis balls to, like I said, before practice, after practice. So I think he's going to be fine for sure. And He didn't have these drop issues at LSU. He so didn't. Uh, for, for all the people, by the way, that are selling Jamar Chase fantasy stock, I know we're not locked on fantasy. You could check them out. But by the way, if they're selling it too, well, then buy it up. Because, I, you know, if he craters from a, a fantasy value standpoint, then it looks like I'm going to have him in all 10 of my leagues because there's – He's going to be featured. He's going to get the ball early and often because this coaching staff believes in him. You can bet that.
1: I say run him on some screens and send him deep. And once he gets confidence, then you start with the intermediate stuff and the slants and and all of that stuff. But send him deep so he ain't worried about getting hit and then um, throw screens. Get get him some quick outs and all of that stuff. Uh,
0: they are they are going to get him some screens. I'll tell you right now, they're going to get him the ball. They want him the ball in space. They're going to run picks where he's running a you know little drag routes a year uh, a yard past the uh, the line of scrimmage so he can catch and run because that's something he does really really well.
1: It is something he does real well. All right, and something we do real well, man, is show up here every Wednesday for you guys on Locked On NFL. Somebody else shows up too, and that's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and lee sterling man they lay it all down for you and give you all the information and all of the uh, sterling's really good at this sterling to tell you nope don't do that this trend in that way but you need to go the other way i'm telling you they bring it to you on the lockdown Bet's podcast and you can subscribe to that here on uh on the odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast and it's sponsored to you by bet right, james man um i know we like to hang out and talk but we can't just keep doing this all day so we got we got to cut loose man but uh as we always say take care of each other make sure you tune in to locked on nfl uh every single day monday through friday uh the crew will be here the rest of the week and guess what it is free on this platform on youtube it's free the locked on podcast network does not charge you to listen or to watch so make sure you tune in all right until next time this is tony wiggins and james rapine Signing off until next week.